0: reception perception. the show now James Cole and Matt Harmon
1: back to some of the matchups here uh, you talk about a young secondary here for Kansas City and that's true that's why I was surprised to find that Kansas City is one of the more heavy man coverage teams in the NFL since week number eight since their week eight bye, Kansas City has run man coverage nearly 40 percent of the time that's the sixth highest man percentage in the NFL in that span. So now I go back to some of your data and you would look at that and you would think, man, AJ Brown's got a real great chance to have a really great game uh, on Sunday.
0: Yeah. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. I mean, they're, I I wonder if they might end up being, you know, because A.J. Brown has been top three in success rate versus man for like I think two or three straight years here, obviously before we get the, the results from this past season. And, I mean, Devontae Smith, that guy's just always open. I wonder if they might, in terms of teammates, be like the two two guys that crack the top ten. We've we we've seen that happen before in terms of like rece- great receiving duos and reception perception be top ten in success rate versus man coverage. Mm. Um, I, I wonder if they can get there. Uh, because these guys are just always open, especially against man coverage, and um, AJ Brown, especially. Yeah, you're right. He's he just shreds man coverage, um, and he and he kind of had like a quiet playoff run. Uh, has, AJ Brown
1: for sure. Oh yeah, he,
0: he he was chirping about it after the Giants game. Um, you know, which is it's funny if you if you do that and you're a New York Jet, you get traded. Uh, or you get benched for a week, right? <laughs> um, not to—I right. know our, our listeners love when we talk about the Jets but, uh, <clears throat> yes, exactly. and Elijah Moore and that whole thing. But yeah, no, I mean he—he kind of chirped a little bit about that, a little bit of frustration, despite the fact that they dog walked the Giants, and then they kind of like made an active effort to get him the ball early uh, in that in that game against the 49ers. But he had eight targets, but it didn't amount to very much. They didn't really need him yeah. to do very much. Um, yeah. I think this would be a game where. You know, and it kind of depends honestly on Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Um, that is definitely like neither of these quarterbacks are gonna be hundred percent for this game. Such Hertz's a Hurts' shoulders, point. definitely not there. We know about Mahomes' ankle. I think probably Hurts has been a little bit more would you say he's been a little bit more affected as a rusher or as a passer in terms of the the shoulder injury? I think I've seen it more in terms of like just slight hesitation when it comes to him as a runner more so than a thrower. But that is something to keep in mind if we're talking about big passing game performances.
1: I think, I think that's such a great point. Um, and, you know, I think they masked a lot of that with a game plan against San Francisco, right? Like a ton, yeah. a ton of short passing content concepts for, um, for what Philadelphia was doing. And you know, and, and it, it brings me back to the, to the game plan as well. Now they ended up wanting to run the ball a lot and that was fine because they, San Francisco couldn't mount an offense. Right. And right. so eventually the defense did break down, but at least early on, I was thinking like, wow, what a terrible game plan coming in. You want to run against like literally the, the best rush defense in the NFL. Like what are we doing here? Right. Right. But then I started thinking about it, as you mentioned, I think it's because the team was really trying to protect the shoulder for Jalen Hurts. And if, if he had tweaked it or suffered some minor setback or something, you're never going to hear about that, dude. You're never going to hear about that. Right. But now he's got two weeks of rest. So I wonder if that shoulder is starting to feel a lot better, but you're right though against San Francisco. I thought it was very, very clear that the Eagles wanted to protect Jalen Hurts, short passing concepts, and again, running the hell out of the ball, even though they had to know that is probably not the best strategy, but it's the best strategy to keep Jalen Hurts healthy.
0: Also, they're a really, really good rushing team. I mean, because, and and I know people pushed back on me a little bit when I said this, like that it wasn't as crazy as I thought. I still think it's crazy that, that the, the Eagles are back in a Super Bowl five, six years after they just won one with a different head coach and a different, and quarterback. different
1: quarterback. It's nuts. It's crazy. It, how do you how do you it, do that?
0: That's what I'm saying. I, I know it's not like they were just here yesterday or like a, a season ago or something. But right. how many teams have – I mean, it's, it's always tough to talk about this because the Patriots just won so many damn Super Bowls. But like <laughs> h- how many teams have been to Super Bowls back-to-back with a different head coach or not back to back, but in a short time frame, with a different head coach and a different quarterback. I know the Rams obviously went back with a different quarterback and they won one, but they had the same head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just doesn't happen very often <laughs> because that like, these are the two pillar points of building franchises. That's the, these are the two pillar points of stability. It's head coach and it's quarterback, but for the Eagles, Obviously, Howie Roseman has done a great job building this team, and he's done a great job building the team in the trenches. That's sort of been their identity point. We talked about the defensive line. Howie, like, doubled down on that team-building aspect by making two literal big additions in the middle of the season when they signed Linvald, Joseph, and Indomitian Sue, when they were getting run all over, and they are like, enough of this. Let's just go get these two big boys (laughs) and throw them on our defensive line, and we're going to fix this problem. But as an offensive line, I mean – one of the guys who was there for that last Super Bowl run was Jason Kelsey. He's still playing at like a Hall of Fame level. He's a, 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 he's like a weapon in some of those um, pinpole plays, you know, as, yeah. a, as a center, like getting out there, uh, getting to the second level. They're the best um, or they're one of the top teams in terms of adjusted line yards on the second level of defense uh, uh, on the defense because they've got guys like Kelsey who are so athletic and and Lane Johnson obviously is athletic as well on the move. They've got um, Landon Dickerson who's he's an injury situation to kind of keep an eye on because he got a little banged up last week but or two weeks ago. So their offensive line is so good that yeah, you can go into a matchup like with the San Francisco 49ers who have a great the best run defense in the NFL and still be like, you know what? we can run on those guys cuz our line is that good and and Miles mm-hmm. Sanders obviously I'm not trying to take away from him he's a good he's a good back but it obviously all starts up front for the eagles that is the identity of this team
1: yeah, I think you're right, but again, it it just it was a surprise because where San Francisco was weak this year was on the outside corners, right? And then you figure, okay, well, they got A.J. Brown, so obviously they're going to throw it in. Well, they really didn't, right? As you mentioned, yeah. they, they tried to get him going a little bit early on, uh, but nothing, I don't think they really tested downfield San Francisco's defense. And again, that outside corner spot for them, outside corner spots for them, Uh, for San Francisco has been an issue, I think all year long. So uh, it it was to me, I thought it was a clear cut AJ Brown. Let's just toss it and see what happens kind of game. But again, I I think it goes back to that hurts shoulder, man. Like I'm very interested in, and uh, it's a point that uh, I hadn't really thought of until you just brought it up right now uh, about what that might mean for the Super Bowl um, as well. Hey, Kansas city from their defensive schematic standpoint, as I mentioned, very, you know, pretty man heavy relative speaking, right? So 40% man, which is pretty heavy in the NFL nowadays, but you know, i tell you what, they lead the NFL in two high safeties, right? So, um, whether it's cover two or, or, you know, too high with, with man coverage, um, on the outside, they're going to run that too high safety look. Um, and they run it at nearly 60% of their defensive snaps. And again, that led the NFL. Uh, Jalen Hurts led the league in quarterback rating versus two high safety shells this year five touchdowns to zero interceptions. Pretty good. Also led the league in completion percentage versus two high. Um, in your estimation, how do you think that might help somebody? I think that will try to limit A.J. Brown a bit. But as you mentioned, man, Devontae Smith has been. I, I mean, quietly, he's actually been the lead dog for the past month or so for the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Yeah. And I think that, like, last uh, the last game against the 49ers, their um, over under, like, receiving lines uh, were, were pretty close. So I think it was 68.5 yeah. and for A.J. Brown and 65.5 and for Devontae Smith. And it took a long time for that to catch up, despite the fact that Smith has been more productive. And that's not even like a oh, A.J. Brown is overrated thing. That's just like, no, Devontae no, Smith is good. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Yeah. By the way, it should not be like a hot take. Uh, the guy was won the freaking Heisman Trophy. Uh, no, wide receivers <laughs> never win the Heisman. Okay, it's unbelievable. Right. He's, an, he's an unbelievable player. Uh, right. He Is Devonte Smith, and, and this is what makes the uh, Eagles' offense such a, a pain in the ass to to go against because we're talking about these two perimeter receivers, and you know they don't really mess around with like a third receiver like Zach Pascal or or you know Quez Watkins or anything it's mostly the ball is going to go to these two guys in terms of the wide receiver room, these perimeter players and they're great right. man coverage beaters. Um, they can win short, deep intermediate. They have a great running game. So yeah, you're probably, it's like, if I'm a defensive coordinator, it's like, do I, do I dedicate resources to try to not get ripped up by these two receivers? Or do I, do I bring a safety down into the box to try to account for their rushing game? Do I not want to get, destroyed on the second level by Jason Kelsey and the boys and, or even Jalen hurts prop is propping up for another big rushing performance. And then you also have Dallas Goddard, a name we haven't said on the podcast yet. Um, Hmm. you know, it it was kind of absent for a while because, you know, he was out and then when he kind of got back, Jalen hurts, wasn't a hundred percent, but, They have been Dallas Goddard at least has been the most productive um, from like a yards per target yards per route run standpoint when he runs screen routes. He's been the most productive tight end by a lot in the NFL on those on those screen passes super efficient. Um and, and it's crazy. Like the tight end screen is such a huge, it's just such another, it's another way that they can beat man coverage. Um, So like he could be a guy that catches like five balls and five impactful balls in this game. Uh, my God. I mean, it's just so tough. It's just a really quick way to defend this <laughs> offense.
1: There's no doubt. Uh, all right. So there you go. That's the show, man. Uh, Again, if you guys would be so kind as to subscribe and rate the podcast, that would be great. And of course, check out the website reception, com. Super. Bowl! Last game of the year. Let's go. All right, for Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We'll see you. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.TV. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi view mode, and catch up with in game highlights.